0: Riddle Me That is brought to you by Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast. Use creation tools right from your phone and your computer, and Anchor will distribute your podcast to Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. And it's free. And now, your host, Alex Riddle. 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 What is up, everybody? You're tuning into the Riddle Me That podcast with your host, Alex Riddle. On today's episode, we're going to be diving into some fantasy football um, as the much-weighted RMT rebuttal podcast has arrived. Uh, so we'll be diving into Fickner land, into the world of fantasy sports. Um, but before we get into that, we're going to begin just into some Northwestern hoops. Um, five-in-one start, coming off a win against NIU, has the big dog in Purdue on Friday. Uh, so we'll be getting into some college hoops and what's going around the league. Uh, I would love to talk Bulls, but they're just not worth our time. Um, so a little Northwestern hoops, bet of the week. We're hot on the Riddle Me That bet of the weeks, uh, two and one overall. So we'll be doing a bet of the week, and then we will be getting into the fantasy portion of the pod. Um, let's get after it. So before we go any further, um, I want to dedicate this episode to, um, hence the title, um, Mikey the G. Um, if you're a Riddle Me That listener, you know that we did a pod um, a few pods ago. He recently had a kid, um, so Mikey the G is now officially a dad. He's in dad mode. Um, we do plan on doing some uh, some work together in the podcast world. Hopefully, get our own show going. That hasn't happened yet. It is in the works, but. I'm just putting him out there, Mikey. We we're thinking of you, RMT. Um, he does his shows um, thinking, okay, you know, how, how can we implement Mike the G into this? So we're going to get something going at some point. Um, but he is, he is a dad man right now, and we wish him and his family the best. That being said, we got, we got some, some stuff to discuss today, starting with Northwestern basketball. Um, I know we're anticipated. Um. we're anticipating the Fickner land um, rebuttal, but right now we talk hoops. Northwestern, 5-1 and one start, playing Purdue on Friday, number one ranked Purdue. Purdue just came off Maui Invitational, um, knocking off Gonzaga, Tennessee, and Marquette, three, three top 12 teams right there. Um, they got the big boy Edie back, and he's looking like a, Fucking Russian assassinator. I, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I don't know. I mean, this man, I mean, he's the same Zach Hadi, but he's built, he's big, he's got touch. But they don't like playing in Evanston. We were at the game last year, Super Bowl Sunday, same situation, playing the number one team, a little bit different, you know, deeper into the conference schedule. Northwestern desperately needing a statement win. And that's exactly what we gave them. Our first win over our number one ranked opponent at home, or just in general. So we're trying to do it again this year. We know it's going to be tough. We're going to be in attendance. RMT is going to be in attendance on Friday with Johnny Yard Games, JLC himself. Also newly engaged. Well, I mean, fairly newly. Um, congratulations to Yard Games and Caroline. Um, wedding wedding will be in the summer. Um, So congrats. Yeah, everyone's getting married now. So it's just that time that that type of period of my life. Um, The Cats cats have looked good this year. They haven't played their best basketball yet in my opinion. Um, They got Boo Booey back. Um, Boo Booey, he's our man. He's our leader. Fifth year. He, He is the type of player that can get you over, you know, a hurdle. So, like, in that in that state of mind, you know, people ask me, what what's your realistic expectation for Northwestern? I, mean, I don't have one quite yet. It's still early in the season. In my head, a successful season is, you know, not only a chance to play for a Sweet 16, but to get in the Sweet 16 in the tournament. Um, I know that's asking a lot, but I think that's a realistic goal. The Cats, they've been to the tournament twice. They've won a round each time. They've given a hell of a second effort. The second round, but have fallen short. I think this year, um, with the experience I have back with Boo Booey, um, the progression of Brooks Bein- Barnheiser, um, Matt Nicholson, and Preston—two big, two big presences—that they can be a little goofy at times, but they are big and they can be coordinated. So if they play well, that's big. Um, Ty Berry with his three ball. I mean, we have we have every sort of like position, you know. Covered, You know, Nick Martinelli, weird lefty, you know, with kind of just like he's filling the floor, floor spacer, little mid-range teardrop. I mean, they have every sort of, you know, basketball-minded position filled. It's just, you know, a matter of can we hit big shots when it matters, can we defend when it matters. I'm not, yeah, the defense, we are have an amazing defense. I think that's our staple in Chris Collins' era now is... Our defense is great and that keeps us in games. It's a matter of can we make enough shots? Um, it sounds like almost like a Tom Thibodeau Bulls, which is not a bad problem to have. Tom Thibodeau Bulls teams are good. It's just a matter of can you go all the way? There's a lot of teams that can shoot. I was watching North Carolina yesterday and my God, they have about six different shooters on that team. They can just spot up anytime. So, But at the end of the day, shooting's not always how you. I mean, Northwestern defense is that good that they can. You know, stop a team like Purdue who shoots lights out. Um, I actually love this matchup for Friday. I just – I know it's hard to beat a number one team again. Um, but, but you know Purdue is going to be going in there being like, all right, we got a rebound from last year. But Northwestern's like – they got swaggered like swagger to them. Their one loss this year coming against Mississippi State where Northwestern was literally up 11-0. to um, At one point they were up 13, Mississippi State. Credit to Mississippi State. They're ranked, I think, 17th or 18th now. They haven't lost. Um, they had this point guard, Hodges, I've never even heard of him, just, you know, 30 points, career game. They were shooting lights out. They they dug deep, and Northwestern got cold. You know, they got, I, I think Northwestern, um, they were settling. I mean, they actually got good looks. They weren't going down. Mississippi State was making everything down the stretch. Northwestern was up one with seven minutes to go. Um, and it Ended up losing by nine, because Mississippi State was, you know, great down the stretch. It was the championship of one of those mini four-team tournaments. Um, so, and Honestly, great, great matchup for Northwestern. They they've been playing honestly. They've you know they're five and one. You know they they're only real. I mean, which is great, but they're only real statement winners against Dayton, um, which is a huge win because Dayton keeps winning these close games, but versus good teams, so that's great for us. Um, and we did beat Rhode Island, who's not great, but they're decent enough where you definitely can't lose to them. Um, who could make some sort of noise noise in the Atlantic Ten? I don't know, um, but definitely a good win there too. So. But if we could somehow, and not even somehow, if 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 we can get it done against Purdue on Friday, um, I mean, that would literally change the season. Um, And if they don't win, at least, you know, play a good game. L- l- let me see some some Northwestern magic at home. It's a blackout. The game was sold out on Tuesday, which is like, unheard of for, like, Welsh Ryan Arena. Um, Especially this early in the season. I mean, it's that one random, like, one conference game you play, because we still have six other non-conference games after this game. So... Yeah, have us just play Purdue, why don't you? I mean, hey, but I, I love it. This, this is the time to play them. This is a chance for Cats to get a huge win on the resume. Um, and fuck Purdue. Purdue's 7-0. They also are a bunch of cocky pricks. And I can't wait to get, you know, rowdy at the game on Friday. Shut some of those Purdue fans up. Um, I'm not worried. I, I think Cats are going to battle. I think, yeah, the spread will show otherwise. They'll definitely be 5-7 to seven point underdogs, just how they are every time. Uh, and they're going to show the world again on Friday night that that they fucking belong, baby. I mean, give give the Cats... I think all, like, all we're asking for is some respect, and I think if this year we have another really good, solid season, I think it's going to help for recruiting. And I think it just only gets better for the Cats in the long run. I don't want last year to be some sort of fluke. And I, and I, and I, I don't think it is. I think Boo Booey, as long as he's healthy, and he's playing well, we have a chance to win. I mean, and even if Boo's not playing, I mean, there were, that that game against Dayton, he went out with four fouls with about eight minutes left, and everyone else stepped up. So I think, you know, we have a good team. I think we're we're semi deep. We have a few guys off the bench, a couple guys waiting in case you know some injuries happen. So I think, I think Northwestern, they're in a good spot this year. They're they're fun to watch. They, I love having expectation. Um, let's. Let's keep it going into the Big Ten Conference, uh, ladies and gentlemen. It's time for my bet of the week. As I said, we've won our last two bets, baby. Last, I think it, it wasn't last week, but two weeks ago, we had Milwaukee Bucks money line, Parlay with the Phoenix Suns money line. That's what you call a fucking no sweat. Easy dubs for both teams. I told you, if you took it after me, I got way worse odds because Giannis wasn't playing. So... Easy cash, double money line, NBA parlay. We're two and one. We've hit two in a row. Let's keep it going this week. We're, we're, we're taking it to the hardwood, but college. College basketball tonight. No NBA. We will be making an NBA little $5 Hada. Uh, same game. Uh, but I haven't made that yet, so I'm not gonna post on the pod. And it's probably not gonna hit. So but this one, these two bets are gonna hit. That's right. I have two bets for you tonight. Free. Free as a whistle. So put as much money as you want. Fade me if you want. Uh, I'm giving you free, free, free insider information here. Um, our first bet's going to be a 5 o'clock game, so hopefully you are listening to the pop when I post this because it's going to be close. Uh, it's a 5 o'clock game. We have the Liberty Flames um, plus 7.5 on the road taking on Florida Atlantic. Um, Liberty Flames are no joke. Um, they were one win away last year um, from getting in the tournament. They lost to Kennesaw State in the championship game. Um, Liberty upper class team. Um, this is a huge chance for a statement win for them. They really don't have a statement win yet. Um, being the r six to zero, I'm um, looking at their schedule. They're killing teams, but they're playing you know lower level competition. Um, meanwhile, FAU just having the best start of the season that you could ask for. Blazing hot. Um, the books are representing that minus seven and a half. I mean, that's just a lot of points in general. I mean, FAU they are, you know, right around the top ten. Um, but I still feel like. FAU team, mid-major team. Um yeah, they are ranked high. Um but 7 points is a lot. Um and this is a, as I said a Liberty team that would love a win like this come March when they're playing in the conference tournament again. And so maybe if they have a statement win like FAU, um it would help them down the line. So the reason I love this bet is because Liberty in fact doesn't have to win. We're giving 7 points here. It's a shit ton of points. I know it's on the road, but Liberty's going to come to play. This is their Super Bowl. I love Liberty. I love Liberty to keep it close here. Maybe steal this game on the road. Um, but we love plus seven and a half. So we're taking Liberty, plus seven and a half. Um, and we're also taking uh, a two team steam money line parlay on the hardwood. Um, we're taking Butler Bulldogs. That's right, my Butler Bulldogs, minus 145 at home against Texas Tech. Usually I don't like betting on teams that I like. I have not bet one game on Butler yet this year. But I love I love the spot. At home against Texas Tech, Texas Tech, five and one. Decent team. No real I mean, they did beat Michigan. I don't know how good Michigan's gonna be this year, but they have a couple big wins for you know versus reputable schools recently. Um but I love Butler this year. They're five and two, almost beat Florida Atlantic, um, and also just beat uh Penn State and Boise State, who are two tournament teams or, you know, like bubble teams come kind of tournament time and like handle them pretty, pretty good. I like, um, they got Pasha Alexander, transfer from St. John's. Um, and I saw the line yesterday it was like minus 120 Butler, and now they're minus 145. I was waiting because I didn't want to take them at minus 120 and have him flip to plus 100. that made make me nervous. So I love that pe- people are taking Butler, um, and I like the minus 140, but we were parlaying it with, Creighton, who plays at 8 o'clock at Oklahoma State, minus 350. They're like 8-point spread. So we take the money line, minus 350. Oklahoma State, usually a good home team. I usually don't like betting against Oklahoma State when they're at home, especially during conference play. But they were just 1-3 and with some questionable losses. Just coming off two wins in a row, playing better ball. But again, not versus great teams. Um, So I like... Creighton here coming off a loss against Colorado State. A really bad loss uh, on Thanksgiving. I think Creighton, if Creighton didn't lose that game and was coming in undefeated, I would not like this spot. But the revenge factor is real. And with Oklahoma State, yeah, they might have a big crowd. I think, you know, it's a, you know, Creighton's ranked 12th. But the coming Creighton cannot lose this game. And they're too good. I know this Creighton team. They're experienced. They're going to win this game. I don't trust him to win by more than eight points. Of course, I never recommend to take spreads like that. It never works for me. Um, so might work for you, but I think Cre- the Creighton Butler moneyline parlay plus one seventeen is what I got. Um, as I said, Butler is minus one forty five, Crane's minus three fifty. I love those teams parlay together. Gives you a little five thirty and eight slate. Liberty's a five to seven slate, so your night is uh, your night is good. Your night's good. Um, so, those are my picks for the night. Liberty plus seven and a half. Butler, money line parlayed with Creighton, money line plus 117. I'll see you at the cashier. It is now time for my favorite segment on the Riddle Me That podcast the Fickner Cup of Fantasy League of Champions. This is my favorite. This is my favorite segment of all time. I mean, the honor it is for this league to be able to do a podcast. Um, there's no words to describe it. I mean, doing this for my fourth year. I mean, it's it's an honor to have a part in this league and, and seeing it in Lebo's history book um, meant a lot. That was cool, um, but we don't care about that because we're all here for one reason um, and. We know why the league is tuning into this today, um, and it is the RMT "quote unquote" rebuttal of the rebuttal podcast, um, the Fox Media, as as he likes to call it. Um, I want to first issue an apology um, on the tardiness of this podcast. Um, I've had some some shit going on. Um, That's no excuses, but I've, it's been delayed. It's been I sh- this this should have been last week. Um, it, In response to Big Ticket, Um, I also actually want to send an apology to Big Ticket rebuttal himself um, for my response in the group chat last week. Um, I kind of lost it. Um, I I listened to your pod fully, and and despite me not agreeing with some of the things that were said, um, you have every right to publish your media as you want. Um, Who am I to say who's is who's and who's is right? Um, I know what your answer would be, <laughs> but it. I do apologize. That was it was uncalled for. It's not professional. Um, it's childish. Um, and RMT takes responsibility for that. But we will not. We will not apologize um, for the fight that we have um, as an organization in RMT. Um, we take a lot of pride in doing this podcast, and I feel like you know even if you meant it, you didn't mean it. Big Ticket, I feel like you overstepped a couple boundaries, targeting RMT the way you did, um, making it sound like I just, I don't research anything, I just kind of spitball whatever comes out of my ass. I, I call it as I see it, um, like any sports analyst does, um, and just like you, if you don't agree, as I always say, make your own rebuttal, which you did, um, but just to kind of like trash just have a segment of trashing RMT, um, it's almost like it. It's almost like you're getting back for me trashing you as an as an organization, um, which in to be fair, um, if you would make the playoffs, you know, or be at least somewhat competitive in the last decade, I'd be able to. But of course, it's like oh, I call it as I see it as you're not making the playoffs, it's me. Now it's your turn to take a shot at RMT. I'm not saying that's even the truth because you'll probably, you know, deny that and you'll say you're just reading the facts as you see it. Um, and we'll be, you know, I I I think as two as two different medias, we have to agree or disagree for the sake of the league because I don't want the last thing we need is that as an organization is to have a rival inside the same the same league. I mean, we're in the league for the reason it's not to it's not to trash each other i mean yeah shit talking is part of the league um, but this podcast i feel like you know it, it it's meant to just give you know an outsider's a perspective of what goes on day to day internally um and so yeah you know what a big part of my reaction was i feel like i do a lot for this league with the pod i i I do it for the sake of the league. I do it to keep a running documentary. And for you just to kind of come at us like that, kind of disregarding our work, the time we put into this, it's not, like, it's not like it's easy just making a pot. Otherwise, everyone would do it, and you would have more than just, what, one rebuttal this year? It took you until you decided that your team was halfway decent to make a rebuttal, right? I think that's kind of like, where's that coming from? Just choose when you come in and shit talk. It's a little uncalled for, right? I've been asking for a rebuttal the whole season. And you wait till your team is somewhat decent. I've, I've, yes, I've done a podcast where my team won the first year I did my podcast. And it was fucking great. And I fucking loved it. But you know what? That next year, I was competing for a freak. And what did I do? I got on the pod and I fucking recited the league. And I, and I did. And I didn't want to do it. I did not want to fucking do it. My guy, But there I was, week after week, giving out rankings, putting myself fucking, you think it's fun giving yourself an 8 to 10 ranking every week You're on your own podcast? It's embarrassing. Oh, my parents. Oh, how's your, how's your fantasy podcast? Oh, well, I'm fucking ninth place, but I'm still doing a pod. It's fucking great. Right? All my friends are going to win 900 bucks and I'm going to be competing not to run laps, take my clothes off and butt chug beers. That being said, I fucking love this league. You know, I'll do anything for you boys. I appreciate I, I, I appreciate um, the love that I've gotten for this podcast. Um, and as I said, I don't do it for myself. I do it for the state. There's, there's times where I'm like, you know, if I don't have a podcast, I'm like, oh my God. Oh shit. Like this can't happen. And this year we've slipped up a couple of weeks. Haven't gotten the information out in time. And that's my bad. Right. I got to be better. And that being said, I'm going to give, you know, my two cents on this league again. Here we are. And many, uh, the, the Hogcrankers, again, will make their content the way they are. I, I don't know if I'll listen to it this time because last time I listened to it, it just really hurt. So I don't, we'll, we'll see if I listen to the rebuttal. I'm sure I'll have something to say to this. You know, this is great content for him. Um, so I'm happy RMT can give you a platform. Um, my, my one advice I I will give to you, Pastuovic, would be to you know, and if you need help with this, I I'm glad to help you. Um, is to create a new audio file because your audio platform is shit. And every time I screen, you know, if I listen to it for thirty seconds, and I'm not refreshing it. It just goes back to the beginning, and then I have to find it. Um, it's really not that hard. You just download um the Anchor app. It's free. Make your podcast for you. Um, you always talk about how I have, you know, crappy commentary in the back of my, uh, of my, you know, shows. Which, hey, you were right. I live next to a fucking L-Track. So I had, I had trains going by me. I don't live next to an L-Track anymore. So we keep the windows closed, the AC off. Shouldn't hear too much background noise in this. Uh, but if you want some, some critique, it's to get a better platform. Because um, media will only take you so far if your platform is garbage. Um, so that's my... That's my two cents for you, uh, big boy. Um, but here we go, into another week of fantasy, where I won't get into my own team yet um, because it hurts. It does hurt. Um, but we did have some teams that have been at the top recently doing what they do. Um, this league is almost, you know, kind of flip-flopped. Um, it's kind of crazy i um, seeing the BBGs in the bottom four really fucking hurts. I don't love that. Um, we we were once four and one. We are now five and seven. It is what it is. We still have two weeks to fix it though. Um, but before we get into that, um, let's go into the week twelve uh, matchups here. And you know what? Fuck it. We'll start with our own here. Uh, Big Sam taking on the BBGs, Bills busty groupies. Um, and it was Big Sam getting the one forty three to one twenty five win. One forty three being the high score of the week. Congrats to Big Sam. He is now nine and three on the year with his auto draft team. Um, but I give him credit. He's been a fucking good manager this year. Um, and after hearing the rebuttal podcast on him being ranked third, third in the power rankings, uh, being nine and three is so disrespectful. Um, so I am happy I stuck with you at one. Um, Big Sam, because you are deserving of the number one team, being auto drafted or not, um, being an auto drafted team while being fucked up on a boat is actually the more I think about it, pretty impressive. Um, people often say, "Why is Big Sam get away with it?" Well, to be fair, you got to have a taco in the league, and he fits every credential for being a taco. Um, he's really shown it this year. Um, effortlessly nine and three. Effortlessly, he just talks. You know, he talks a little shit in the group chat every once in a while. He wants. He wants the commissioner gone. That's that's a known fact. Um, uh, but Trevor Lawrence, 364 yards, two touchdowns, even through a pick, but still at 24.56. Tony Pollard on Thanksgiving, doing his doing his thing, 20 spot. Stephon Diggs, a tutty, 16. Hawkinson, the only touchdown in the Bears Vikings game with a 13. Mike Evans, two tutties, 22. Dolphins D, a tutty, 23. You get the theme here. Everybody scored a touchdown besides this kicker, DK Metcalf and ETN, who somehow, I don't know how ETN didn't score a touchdown. Uh, but it doesn't matter because Trevor Lawrence took two of his. So he had the Jaguars offense and they were balling. Um, meanwhile, on the BBG side, we did have 39 out of Josh Allen's best fantasy week, 20 for Jacobs, 19 out of Nico Collins, um, 12 for Kelsey, Um Minnesota D and Tyler Bass both getting 10, but Lockett for four, Thielen for .7, um, and Charbonnet for seven. Thielen for .7 is really the one that kills me. One reception for two yards. Um, We did lose by 18 at the end, so he would have had to have a good day, maybe get a little more out of Lockett and Charbonnet. I knew I was screwed. I mean, Geno Smith banged up playing the 49ers on Thanksgiving, but had no choice but to start Lockett and Charbonnet. Have to do it again this week. Um being on Thursday night against the Cowboys. I hate it, but I don't have a choice. Um, as we know, I'm not good on Thursdays. Um and my opponents seem to do very well on Thursdays. So I'm playing Coughlin this week, who has C D Lamb and Jake Ferguson. So might want to take their those guys to score a tutty. Um but really tough loss to the BBGs, moving to five and seven. Um I'm, yeah, I'm I'm not gonna I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. It has been fucking hell the last month and a half or so. I've kept it together. Listening to Ticket destroy my team on his podcast really hurt. Um, really, just just taking a deep shit right on it, and I think that's what kind of helped drove me the wrong way. I I I admit it, my team has not been performing. Um, I but I won't sit here and deny that like, I I like most of my players on my team, despite if they're gross. Um, their numbers are a little deceiving. I mean, you have literally Allen as number one as the quarterbacks. Josh Jacobs is number five, um, or number four now. Nico Collins, the top 15 receiver. Uh, and, say what, and say what you want about Phelan. Besides the last few weeks, he's been a top five receiver in the league. Um, so, I mean, I like and, – and Kenneth Walker, who's now hurt. I mean, I think it's a good core. Yeah, Lockett's not good. I don't like him. He sucks. Half have to start him, though. Madison sucks. Um, T. Higgins blows. That that's a, You're right, Pistovic. That's a Pistovic player. Um, has played, like, what, two games this year? My Tyler Bass, I mean, I don't know if you've looked at him. I don't know if you have him or if anyone in the world has him on his fantasy leagues. He's literally lost me about three matchups. I mean, he went two for four with field goals. That's eight points on the board he lost, he lost me. And he misses, like, 48 yarders. I mean, oh my God. So, yeah, my team hasn't been clutch. It's been sad. Um, but as I said... We're not as far out of it as Big Ticket said on his, you know, rebuttal. We're 5 and 7. We are actually tied with Pustovic right now. Actually, take that back. I take that back. He is 6 and 6. Um that takes us into our next matchup with the Hawk Crankers and the Tussles. Um the Crankers getting a 108 to 84 win. Massive win for the Crankers, moving them to 6 and 6. Um yes, we were um both 5 and 6 and I did take the L to go to 5 and 7. Um but a Big ticket, did get his win at six and six. Um also moving the Tussles to six and six. So I also don't mind that win by by the Hogcrankers because the Tussles, if I'm looking at the points correctly, let's see. The Tussles have twelve hundred thirty-two. Bills busty G's twelve seventy-eight. So we would own the tiebreaker over the Tussles. Um but that being said, um yeah, Postovic still has Thirteen points less than Tussle, so he's still out of the playoffs right now. Um, but nonetheless, moving the Tussles to six and six um, is is big as well. So they're both six and six, both needing wins the next week. The um, Tussle's just not showing up in this matchup. I mean, Tussle's doing Tussle things, I guess, with going back to its you know boomer bust method here. Um, but eighty four points, um, not really getting any production out of any of his go to guys. Um, Josh Dobbs with a four. I'm, Ramondre and Jonathan Taylor with a 19 and 21 spot. Ooh, Jonathan Taylor, um, to see how he he does have the Zach Moss handcuffs, so he'll, he will be good there. Jonathan Taylor getting hurt this week. Um, Jamar Chase with 10, Keen Allen 15. I guess his top like five guys didn't do terrible, but then Najoku eight, Cooper Cup three, Buffalo D two, kicker getting zero, and Riley Patterson that really hurts. So I guess yeah, that's the difference right there is the flex and the kicker spot along with the defense. Um, big ticket. Getting nothing out of Tua, Mixon, or Brees Hall, 7 7 8, um, but Amon Ron, 14, Pittman 15, Laporta 15, Debo 18, New England D 13. So, really solid out of his bottom guys, um, kind of his like X factor. So, huge win for the Crankers. There's no way around it. He needed a win, um, and he got it. He got just what he wanted. But we're not done yet. Finishes, he is 2 0 against me this year. It hurts, but it doesn't matter because it all goes about the points. So, if I can somehow snag a win this week, him and the Tussles, or him and the Tussles, can both maybe get a loss. We're right back into it. Um, so we playtime is not over in Fickland. Um, that's all I'll say. Um, but both these teams moving to 6-6. Six and six, Two weeks left. It's playoffs. Lebo's garbage behavior taking on the Biedermann Fundamentals. Uh, really, really fun matchup in this one, actually. Uh, a 135-124 win. By Ethan Holman, huge dubs, um, both being six and five, becoming a must-win. Lebo's garbage behavior kind of sliding. I mean, not really. They've lost a couple in a row. They were six and three. They were six and five. Now seven and five can breathe a little more. Um, seven and five with his points four should get you into the playoffs. Um, I th- in fact, I think he might have already. Um, it tells you. I think it'd be clinched. Yeah, no. Only Big Sam is has, has clinched so far. So he's Holman is not clinched but does have a 98% chance of getting into the playoffs after that win. Um, And, you know, for him, it was a classic Hurts show here. Um, Hugely, they were playing the Bills. They did go to overtime, which was massive. Um, Granted, that Hurts scored a rushing touchdown in overtime as well. And ending with 34, 200 yards, five touchdowns. Even through a pick, doesn't matter. Um, Saquon only with five. Raheem Mozart with 21. Um, Devonta Smith with a somehow 20 points. He had nothing in the middle of the third. Huge second half for him. D Henry with 20. Dallas D 14. Um and Dak Prescott for the fundamentals. 32, 20 for Tyreek, 14 for Tank Dell, 16 Baltimore D. Um, but it was too much Jalen Hurts at the end for Holman. He has a closer in Jalen Hurts, um, which is why Holman in prime form, even being at seven, you know, seven and five um still two weeks left could be nine and five by the end of it um but you know in in form to make a playoff run for sure um even though i do agree that coon should be number one based off record he's not too far off with points um should we holman is right there at you know one on tickets pod two um on rmt so i, I ticket was not far off by posting holman as one i don't necessarily disagree with that with him be scoring the most points in the league um, but nine and three is nine and three. And it's not like Kuhn doesn't score. So any media source can say what they want. Big Sam is gonna be probably when it's said and done the number one team, unless they have a couple s- late season slide losses and Holman wins out. So we'll see with that. But regardless, the fundamentals moving to six and six. Biederman's they were chowing. There's no doubt they weren't chowing. Um, but maybe too much chow. Um, sometimes if you overdo it on the chow, um, it can, uh, definitely hinder, um, some outcomes. And I think maybe just too many bathroom appearances, uh, can miss too much of the action. So if you eat a lot and you're shitting, yeah, that doesn't always go hand in hand come game time. So six and six though, one of the more solid teams right now in the league, um, uh, definitely a top three, four team, um. Even though he's six and six, I love Nasser also not someone you want to play in the playoffs. Um start off a you know, he's had an interesting year. He's kind of back and forth, but always, you know, one of the better teams this year for sure. So fundamentals, tough loss, but he has two more, you know, two more weeks to get it back. He he just needs one more win to get in that playoffs. Definitely, you know, he wants to be eight and six. Um, but good squad over there in Beermanville. Um gonna be fun to see what they do come playoffs. Minneapolis, Mike Caputo's and Team Cough Daddy. I'm going ahead and ahead here, and this one was never close. Um, a 140 to 93 win for Minneapolis um, it was a huge win for them. They've just like Nasser, but even more. I mean, one of the hotter teams. Um, as I said, he he does it in bunches. Where all of a sudden you look up, he's two and four. Next thing you know, he's seven and five um, and putting up 140. Um, and you just look at the players he has. I mean, he lost. He literally lost. Mark Andrews, and yeah, he put it like Lynn. He only got six. I mean, I still like that. I mean, he's going to get some some touches in Baltimore. But it's always somewhat new for him. Like, he picks up uh, Kyron Williams off the Rams, gets 35. Um, that's an amazing pickup. Um, Iuke, DJ Moore combining for 28, so 16 and 12. That's not bad. Montgomery, 15. B. Robinson doing what he should have been doing all year, 25. Lamar only got 14, and he's still got 140. Um, so pretty amazing week by the Caputos. Um, Team Cough Daddy. Besides, um, okay, well, Mahomes with twenty, Ridley nineteen, um, White with twelve, Rashad White, um, everybody else, um, C, uh, C Land with fifteen. I think I already said that, but James Conner, five, Eckler six, Ferguson four, Kansas City one. That's not gonna cut it versus a Team like the Caputos. Um, and as Pastuvic was saying too on his pod, he's not wrong too. Like Minneapolis, man, they have history. Um and they are are also in a prime form to do it again um i don't even want to say is, I, would this be this be for a three peat would it be for a three peat for It might be it might be a three peat let's see i mean he he could be going for one this year, so i wouldn't put it past uh the odds makers to have Minneapolis as a you know top two or three you know, best odds to win it all this year. It's someone you might want to, you know, with especially with Big Sam and Holman in front, someone that might have some good value to do it again. It is hard to do it over and over and over again, though. So despite his good year he's having right now, I mean, he has a couple sparing, du- or, you know, duds where it is a little concerning. But, I mean, lately, I mean, you can't go against the guy come playoff time, especially, you know, he's 7-5. He's going to make the playoffs. He's going to be making noise. Someone you don't want to play. That's for sure. I mean, you don't, you don't want to play anyone in this league. No one's, you know. even the commish. I don't want. Well, maybe I'll play the commish. I don't know. The commish kind of, kind of stinks like BBGs over here. But you know, this. I mean, it. Any given week, someone, someone can go down. So, or you know, make a spark. But it, it seems more times than not, Minneapolis is on that right side. Um. So huge win for Minneapolis. Going to seven and five. Cough, daddy. Um, moving to 4 and 8. He is playing the BBGs this week. I don't know if there's a chance. Let's see what the odds give for Team Cough Daddy to get in here. Um all right, still a 4% chance for Team Cough Daddy. Um I think he needs pretty much Tussles Hogcrankers, and the BBGs to lose lose out or at least the Tussles and the in the, B- the Hot Um so you know, 23% for the BBGs. So we we definitely need to win this week too. Um but still, you know, gr- I mean, if he wins out and everyone else loses, um his points are are more than the hog crankers and the tussles. Um so cream cough daddy technically still alive. Um but not looking too good for Cough Day, probably preparing for a a freak bowl survival. Um our last matchup here, um another matchup where a team desperately needed to win. Um and that was the Crystals. Um, Lebos Crystals, that is, a 122 to 91 win over the 69ers, featuring Nato Z Jack in the Commissioner. Um, an- another dominating performance by the Crystals. The Crystals now three-game winning streak. Um, tied with the Crankers um for the longest win streaks in the league right now. So two of the hotter teams, um, along with Big Sam also winning two in a row, and Nato winning two in a row. So we have some hot teams right now. Teams that are catching steam. They're definitely trending in the right direction. The Crystals are definitely one of them. Um, big ticket saying that I'm giving the Crystals too much bias. Again, I'm just reading what's on the paper. Um, I'm pretty sure I had them close to last in most of my rankings this year. Um, but right now, you know, they're making an argument that they're going to be a hard team, That you know, a hard out in the playoffs as well. I mean, just l- l- looking at these top two guys and C.J. Stroud and McCaffrey – a thirty and twenty eight spot—that's almost sixty points combined for two players. Um, you got a—you know, Puganukua, AJ Brown, Olave—you know, huge depth there. Um, Jerome Ford can give you twenty. Um, you know when you need him. Um, McMass with a thirteen spot. I mean, Zay Flowers in the bench. I mean, it's a pretty deep team, I and mean, they're kind of coming into form right now. Um, I know he's just six and six, but three wins in a row. He's winning winning. And I don't want to play CJ Stroud or McCaffrey. I mean, those guys might be the hottest players in the league. Um, so huge dub over uh Boyd here, who, you know, Herbert for 13, Kamara 13, D Swift eight, Cooper two, McLaurin seven, Comet seven. Um, Garrett Wilson with 13, San Fran D 15. I mean, no one really sticking out there that's gonna help you get a dub. Only put up 90 points, not gonna get it done against the Crystals. Also moving to four and eight. Um, don't know how Boyd's going to do it. He's also 4-8, but it, it, ESPN's only giving him a 1% chance, so I don't know if it's mathematically based on scheduling, if he can't make it, but not looking good for the EJAX. Definitely going to have to prepare for freak land um, and survival soon. Uh, B, BBGs might have to prepare too. I mean, we're fully prepared to be on the other side. We hope to have a run here at the end. It's going to be tough. Playing Team Cough Day this week, um, so before... Before we go into this week's matchups, we will do a brief power rankings here. Um, and lucky for me, the schedule here pretty much has what my rankings would be. Um, call me, call me lame, call me, you know whatever you want. but I love these rankings that ESPN gives me. Um, and we're gonna start with the number with the number one team here. Um, and that is Big Sam, um, who I've had here for most of the season along with Holman sparingly. Um, but Big Sam consistently has been winning the most games, nine and three, putting up, I believe, the third highest points scored at, at thirteen thirty nine. Holman leading with thirteen ninety five. So you know, yeah, a fifty more point margin of points scored for Holman. Um, but Big Sam, as I said, nine and three. If you're top three in points scored, that's fair. That's not cheap. It ultimately doesn't matter. So Coons at number one. He keeps winning. He's going to be the number one seed, I believe, when it's all said and done. Um, at number two, we have Ethan Holman. We have Lebo's garbage behavior. Seven and five, most points scored in the league. Don't want to, you know, definitely with Big Sam. Um, Minneapolis, the most dangerous teams in this league, I believe. Um, and yeah, Holman, scary. You know, scary note. He's never won. You know, a championship. N- never been a freak either. I believe maybe one year he hasn't made the playoffs, maybe? I think one year, maybe, yeah, and that was pretty recently. So pretty remarkable storyline there. Mr. Consistent, tough luck in the playoffs. This could be, I mean, last year this close, you know, inches close to getting that cup. I was literally drinking out of the cup last year. That's how close he was. But so, so close, but so far. But maybe this could be a year. Also not a bad person to put your money on. Come playoffs, usually does a lot of talking, um. But you know, to be fair to Holman. His talking this year has been when it's necessary. I feel like he's been fair. Some some years he's a little out of control, but this year he's fair. I Hol- Holman's been a fair guy this year. You gotta know what you're getting out of Holman. He's gonna do a little shit talking, but usually when it's deserved, um. So I I respect his I respect his integrity this year. Um, and was garbage. They have a good team over there. Um at number three we have Minneapolis, Mike Caputos. Um a two game win streak. As I said, wins come in bunches. Um putting up two points less than the most points scored uh the big salmon, one forty one. Um as I said, Minneapolis been there most championships in this league. Um going for a three peat which is scary. I've three P would be insane. It's kinda hard not to be like, I mean, if that happened, I guess we're all sucking him off. So let's hope that maybe he doesn't win. But to be fair, it's like I can't remember in any league that i am in having someone win three years in a row. It's pretty impressive. So a team that seems to do it year in, year out, makes good pickups. Um, and players seem to perform when when necessary. So we'll see if he can get it done again this year in the playoffs. But at number three, we have Minneapolis, Mike Caputo's Nick Fernando. At number four, we have um, – uh, we have the Biederman fundamentals even coming after or coming off a loss, um, a tough loss to Lebo's garbage. Um, I like Biederman's at four. They've been consistent. Um, yeah, they lost one, but they've been winning, and I like their team. They have, um, they have, um, even though they have more points, uh, less than the crystals, um, who are coming off a win. They scored around the same last week. Um crystals um got it done against Boyd. Nasser playing Holman, a way tougher opponent. We're taking Nasser at four. Um, Chow, Chow City. Hashtag Chow City. Um and at number five, we have the Crystals Um in Luke Liebert. Um I'm if I've been biased towards Lebo, it's because I'm just reading what's on the paper. Um and I don't think I have. I'm I, I'm pretty sure I had the crystals. I can go back and I'm pretty sure the crystals have been, you know, in the ninth, eighth, ninth or tenth spot most of the season until recently. Um, so the crystals at five. Um, they actually have, um, I believe, the f- the fourth. They have the fourth most. You know what? And I, and I read that wrong to Nasser. I that's a stack correction. I'm just uh, I'm fucking stoned, and I did not. Okay, yeah, you have thirteen fifty two. Lebo's has thirteen twenty five. So you so Nasser does have more points than Lebo. Um. The the two and the it was five two and two five. So you know as a as as I just said, um. I'm you know, a little, s- some numbers next to each other are gonna switch on me and that's what happened. So yep, crystals at five is is a lock. Three in a row, as I said, second you know tie for the longest win streak with with big ticket, um. At number six, despite him not being in a playoff position, um, I am gonna put. Um, the Kansas City Hawkcrankers in right now. Um, as I said, it, the at the playoffs end of the day, he'd be out. But he did beat the Tussles last week. Tussles trending down. Ticket trending up. Winning three in a row. Um, putting him inside the playoffs. Um, he's gonna need to keep winning. As I said, we're all right there. Um, uh, but ticket right now, I would say deserving of that sixth spot. He's been hot. He's been scoring when needing. He's been, it's a team effort. Um, ticket right now. Even though ESPN has him out, I have him in as my sixth spot in the playoffs. Um, we're at number seven here. We have the Tussles, uh, Matthew Kleinhands. Um, as I said, trending in the wrong way, lost, losing his last two. He's just like now. He was just six and four, um, but he has been struggling the second half of the season. Players not performing, not, not doing their dance. Um, so the Tussles are at seven right here, looking out um, of that last spot in the sixteen team playoff. Um BBG's coming in at 8 here. Um we've been taking a slide as well, three game losing streak. Um tied for you know tied with the commissioner here for the longest losing streaks in the league. Um it wasn't too long ago where we had the BBG's towards the top. Um but that was a long long time ago. Um and we are now fighting for our lives at 8 here. 5 and 7 um one spot out of that playoff. We just need one here. We need some things to happen. But we need we need one this week. Um, against Team Cough Daddy, um, who is coming in at number nine here? Um, even though you came off a tough loss, two game losing streak now for Cough Daddy after his little comeback here, a little little high there, a hoe there, Get a the little heart bumping, but go right back down to the mountain, um, with with the BBGs and the Six Niners, so Team Cough Daddy, um, still has a chance to make that playoffs. Need some things to happen, a lot of things to happen, um, um, which leaves us with the commission coming in at ten, easy ten here, been there most of the year, um. I mean, yeah, just a weird, weird year out of Boyd. I'm talking a lot of shit at the beginning of the year, um, for having a pretty shitty draft. Uh, I guess I'm not one to talk. My teams at the moment not panning out, but he was like, he was like that guy like, like on the board, like roasting every single person's team. You usually that person goes down. Um, so that was that was Boyd this year. Um, really sloppy performances all around. Um, not really managing well. Rumors have it that he wants to step down maybe as commissioner as well. I don't know where I heard that. Maybe TMZ. Um, but, yeah, so l- some weird rumblings going on in Friday beer land. Um, hopefully he's okay. He, he was in town for, for the holidays, so I think he is doing all right. But, yeah, wondering how the commish is doing. And, if yeah, if that's a storyline, if, if he wants to step down as commish, who would be the new commissioner, how that process works. We haven't had that happen. Uh, in my time as a as a Fichtner member. So we're, we're going to have to go back to the rule book and see how that, you know, what what's required um, to step down, what we need, you know, qualifications to be a new commissioner, and there has to be a process. To, I mean, is there a committee? I don't know. Um, but going into Week 13 matchups here, um, and we got barn burners, and we're going to start with the Crystals and the Tussles here, both 6-6 six six teams. Both teams, even though they're trending in different directions, they're at the same spot here both needing a win bad um I like the crystals in this matchup here I think there's too much firepower they're too hot um tussles as I said trending the wrong way um give me the crystals here I think they you know they they move on to four games uh on the winning streak and go move on to seven and six um stay hot crystals tussles even though you're projected right around the same i I'm 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 liking the crystals uh, in a slight favorite spot. It's good value uh, on the road this week. Um, Big Sam taking on um, the 69ers, featuring Nato Jack. I'm I'm actually thinking this could be a a look away spot for Big Sam um, or a look ahead spot, I should say. Um, and I, and I think the Nato Jack is going to get a win here. This is the grossest play I've had all year in, in predictions, but I think um, Nato Jack has what it takes. I'm um, to get a slot. when the lines kind of weird right now. Only slight favorites for Big Sam, so maybe 69 is Six ers is going to win this week. Um and just a little sneak attack. So that's what I'm going for. Um in a Luke board win. Um I don't know if I've ever picked Boyd to win this year, but I'm doing it now. Um Lebo's garbage behavior taking on the Hawk Crankers. Massive massive matchup here. Um we're huge garbage behavior fans this week with the Crankers being 6 and 6. Uh if, if the Crankers get it done this week, it's going to make it even harder for the BBGs to make a run. Um, so we're hoping that the garbage behavior can take it a win on the road. But I don't know if I love this line. Um, behavior, actually underdogs in Crankerville, rivalry game. Um, has Saquon on the bench with a bye. Um, so it has to put in. Uh, well, he still has, I mean, yeah, Henry Mozart, But, but, but Mozer only projected 10 because he's questionable. Von question. So hopefully it's gonna be a tough week for Behavior. This is always an interesting matchup here. This is literally a playoff atmosphere. Um, so Paul' teams still you know, I mean if if crankers win, they'll have the same record as Behavior. So, yeah, huge game here. Uh, but we're gonna take Lebos guard's behavior for our lives on the road here. Um uh, hoping that they can go to... I mean, Crankerville always shows up. Huge fans. Huge fans in Crankerville. Um they show up, they sh- they get loud, so. Yeah, Holman's going to have to go in there, block all that shit out and get a dub. Um otherwise it's going to be we're going to be getting dicey in big in big Rids land here. Um Minneapolis Mike Caputo is taking on the Bearman Fundamentals, another huge matchup um this week with these two. Um MMC being 7 and 5, beatermans being 6 and 6. And we're taking Bearman's here. Um favorites at home by a substantial amount. Um let's see, Caputo's, yep, a lot of yep, Lamar, DJ Moore, Jordan Addison, Gus Edwards. So definitely having to scramble for a lineup. But you know, still a good lineup for having all those buys. I mean, you got Bijan, Kyron Williams, uh, Montgomery and the Flex. I mean, you're doing just fine. But Biedermans with a full squad this week. A lot of questionables, though. Um, all coming on the Texans and Dolphins here and little Trey McBride, Daddy. Um but we're taking Biedermans at home. They coming off a loss, gotta have a win here. Um I guess the BBGs would maybe prefer Biedermans to lose to be six and seven, but at the end of the day, I, you know, I can't control these matchups. I think Beaterman's gets it done. Um, the last matchup here, matchup of the week here, um, people say that, that RMT has a lot of Coffin bias, but we're putting all that Coughlin bias behind us because we need a dub bad. Huge underdogs on the road this week in Cough Daddyville. Um, BBG's down some men this week. A lot of buys. Not the week to have buys. Allen and Jacobs, I mean, those are my one-two punch. So we're going to need a miracle... In cough, daddy land where they got pretty much nothing left to lose, so it's going to be a tough matchup here. Um, but we're going to take the BBGs. We're going to put our life on the line here. We're we're going to do this sing and dance one more time, and we're taking the BBGs in the road and upset to get one step closer to that Ficknir playoffs. Survive the Freak Land. Um, it's been a pleasure, ladies and gentlemen. That's all the time we have today on the Riddle Me That podcast. I want to thank everybody for tuning in. Big weekend of college uh, sports here, a lot of conference championships and football. Um, so sit down, grab a beer, watch some football. Watch the Cats Friday night. Rawr, 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 rawr. Huge Cats game Friday night. Um, fuck the Boilermakers. Let's go Cats. Love you all. Riddle Me That's back. We apologize for the for the delay. Um, wish me luck in fantasy sports this weekend. Let's go.